Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 11th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we jump into our discussion, let us center our hearts and minds and thoughts with a prayer. Today we have a prayer from Francis of Assisi. So let us pray. Most high, glorious God, enlighten the darkness of our minds. Give us a right faith, a firm hope, and a perfect charity, so that we may always and in all things act according to your holy will. Amen. Amen. Our scripture passage comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 12. Listen for a word from God. This is Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the world that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified in this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that you may so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So, Brett, the text says we are called to live in love. How does a deeply flawed human being like myself, who doesn't like everyone, (laughs) how do we live in love? Yeah, I, you know, sometimes I think going back to the original languages helps, and sometimes I don't think it helps. And I think this is one of those instances when it does help is that word live or abide. Uh, That word is uh, meno, and it means to to abide, to dwell, to make a home, to wait on. Um, and I think that the, all those words kind of really help paint this cohesive verb of what we're supposed to do regarding love. Of In Christ's love, we are supposed to make a home, to stay, to dwell, to hold on to, to look forward to. Um, and there's also kind of this endurance aspect of it, of I think about that as, as your question posed of, when loving other people. Uh, yeah, it's for certain people, and even for people that we're close to, there's an endurance about that love. There is um, a steadfastness that you're, that you're seeking that comes from the love that you have to abide in, in Christ. Uh, 
I think we are human beings that like to move and like to flee and like to uh, explore something new and to make a home to stay in one place may feel uh, constricting. Uh, but to make a home in Christ's love is what transforms us to go out and do that good work and that love. Yeah, only li in living in the love of Christ are we able to offer it to the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I also like the idea of living in Christ because we only have that opportunity due to Christ's brokenness, um, Christ's willingness to die for us and redeem us. And so even Christ was um, willing to be made very vulnerable in mm -hmm. order to love. And I think that's the hardest truth about love, right? Um, when you love someone, there is a certain amount of pain that can come from that. Yeah. Um, when something, when the relationship is fractured or when things don't go quite like you want. Um, so sometimes uh, love's pretty hard. Yeah. And, uh, and yet we're still called. That, that point you hit on of, of, of Christ knowing pain and, and knowing brokenness in, in the person of Jesus Christ in order to uh, abide in that love for ourselves, it made me think of um, one, one of the books, the classes that I'm teaching here at First Pres right now is going through the Narnia books. And one of and the book we're going through right now is The Horse and His Boy. And uh, Shasta is kind of the main character, and he's going through these tombs, and they're terrifying. And he grew up in a superstitious culture and he's sure there's ghouls around and crippling by fear until a cat comes uh, and and stays with him all night. And that, that cat is a personified god um, who normally appears as this great lion, uh, as this magnificent beast. But Christ, uh, but in, in this story, Christ, you know, humbles himself to this point of a little house kitten to get this boy through the night. Mm -hmm. The most powerless, right? Mm -hmm. That is the story of the gospel. I also think, you know, Christ offered redemption, righteousness, and salvation, not for one person, mm -hmm. but for all of humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think our actions should reflect a love for all of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, so we should be able to see it in, you know, how I conduct myself in public, believing that all people are created equal and in the image of God. Um, I think we see love a lot of times, the way we use it is in a kind of one-to-one -one relationship. Yeah. But Christ love was for all of humanity. Yeah. And I really do think that's what we're called to love also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a... That's a really, really great point of um, love, especially in our cultures, is, you know, the way it's displayed in movies is, you know, uh, is between, you know, uh, uh, two partners or between two family members or between two friends. Uh, mm -hmm. But this idea of this of this universal love that goes beyond people that I've met, that goes beyond people that I know, but just as people who I know are beloved children of God that deserve love because God has loved them before I have even thought them or knew them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our quote comes from theologian Cornell West. He says, Never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you will come back on Friday as we again go to the Philippians text. Now, may each of you go out 
to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.